All right, one last time for the semester, for the year, Hi- for the year of 2019, highly disputed is back after a one-week hiatus from WSHC Shepherdstown. We did not take a hiatus from SoundCloud. If you listen to the podcast, yes, you would know that we put together a train wreck of a show last week. I wouldn't call that highly disputed. I would call it highly intoxicated. But I mean, some live, of us were live from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, we went to the Shepherd Volleyball. Uh, they were in the regional tournament. They ended up losing in the semifinals of the tournament. But it was a good run. They had a good run. Great season. Best season they've ever had. Yep. We were recording that during the Cowboys and Bears, just as we normally record during, or we usually do the show during Thursday Night Football. This week, uh, my attention might be a little uh, divided because we're going to have Lamar on Thursday Night Football. I've got the stream. Right up here, it's going to start in about 20 minutes or so. I'm going to see if Lamar can break Michael Vick's single-season rushing record for a quarterback tonight. He's only 23 yards away, going on uh, 1,039 is the record, and he's got 1,017. They're playing the Jets, right? Yeah, something horrible would have to happen for him to not reach that. I mean, it's Greg Williams. Oh, yeah. It's a Greg Williams defense, so you never know. It is. Lamar's got a quad injury that, uh, from what I hear, he says he's 100%. Maybe it's going to be more like 95. I, he seems like he's going to be fine. If it's if they play on Sunday, it's probably not a big deal. It happened on it's the 60-yard touchdown pass to Hayden Hurst. Just a short week. He was all right for. Uh, he was all right for that game, pretty much. So yeah. I think we're going to be fine tonight. It's the Jets. It, it is the Jets. Jamal Adams is out. It's going to be a rough time. Le'Veon Bell, I guess, is playing, even though he didn't play last week. Uh, sure. He doesn't have the flu anymore. He can put up his uh, 35 yards rushing, 25 yards receiving. He can put that up instead of putting up the 250 in bowling that he had on Saturday, the <laughs> night before the game when he still had the flu. Flu game. There were some people upset about that, but they are like, oh, wow, you're healthy, you're, you're healthy enough to go bowling, but not healthy enough to play in a professional football game. <laughs> right. It's a little different. Yeah. He yeah. was healthy enough to do one, but not the other. <laughs> totally different things. People just don't. People aren't smart. Football fans aren't smart. No, absolutely not. Ravens are in all black tonight. They're winning by 50. <laughs> all black unis. It's not a color rush, though. It's no. All black. The color rushes are white. No. Oh, man. What a week. It's been, finals it's been week. yeah, finals week here at Shepard. So we are the only show to actually go on the air this week. We are the one. And Looked only. at the, the the log here in the radio station, and no one's been doing their. Sh- no one's done a show this week, but we're just committed. We're committed to the cause, <laughs> to our loyal fans. Yeah, our loyal fans. <laughs> All six of them. Oh yeah. Hey, six and growing. Yes, growing absolutely. Let's see. I think we do have to talk about before we get into like. Uh, our usual college and NFL stuff. We do have to talk about maybe the wildest Saturday in in uh, Shepherd basketball history. I don't know. Eh, probably not, but it was pretty crazy. Probably not. It was up there. Our history. In so recent, as far as we're concerned. In recent history. In our, the, the, in our history books. <laughs> yeah. So we had the the women's team come out, and we had who were, who, they were playing Slippery Rock. Yes. Both teams were playing Slippery Rock. Yeah, so we had the women's team come out first, and this was as soon as we got back from Wheeling, and we went over and we saw Mar- Cash Money Marley McLaughlin drop thirty-five points. Marley McLaughlin on, and uh, sink two free throws to give Shepard the win. Super clutch, man! Did it last game too. Last game missed the second free throw 
on purpose, supposedly. Yep. Sid Clayton, <laughs> Sid Clayton got the rebound, kick it back rebound. out, drive in, bank it at home for the win. That's Man. why she's cash money. Cash money, Marley. Man, we got back from that four-hour drive, and I parked my car and walked into Butcher. There was no, there was nothing in between that. My body nope. hurt. I was tired, but I watched the games. Oh yeah, and then we yeah after that, just when you thought the energy might, you know, dwindle a little bit, uh, we had uh, the Shepherd men's basketball team go out there and hit. Okay, went to overtime, right? Tied at sixty nine. Yes, the uh, they made a they you the, know the, the other up. team made a three to tie it to send it to. Actually, no, we made a three to tie it. Thomas hit a three. That's right, Thomas Lang with the three to tie it and at sixty nine and go to overtime. And I thought they might go for two and foul, but they went for the three because that's that's what Thomas does. And yep. uh, went to overtime with that, and uh, and then in overtime, complete chaos. So we had what. Slippery Rock hit a three with about five seconds left, six seconds left yes. to tie the game. Well, first off, right, Shepard had a two-point lead, yes. and it was at the free throw line. Neither one was made. So oh. you think, oh, well, now they have a shot. They get the ball, come down, and what did they do? No, we were up three at we the We were up line. three, and so they that missed was, both. Yes, because so then it was only like, needed one yeah, you free make throw. one, it's over. So they didn't make either. It's 12 like, seconds left. And it's and 12 seconds. It. like, man, just no threes, and you win the game. Yep. Come down. Uh, the ball was almost stolen by Jarrell Jones. He gets it past half court and loses it. He never had full control, which is why he lost it. It was mm-hmm. him and another guy just kind of fighting for it all the way to half court. Other guy gains control, th- uh, Kicks passes it. Kicks it the corner. Ends up, yeah, ends up getting a three for Slippery Rock to tie the game. With about six seconds left. The clock's running at this point. Don't think we have timeouts because we did, sure didn't call one. I don't think they did. The ball's inbounded to Kyle Daggett. He takes about two or three dribbles, gets to half court with about four seconds left on the clock, and yep. throws up a moonshot from half court, even though he had time for about two or three more dribbles. And it just goes in. He did, but that was the smart play. There were like two or three defenders right in front of him. There were. Would have been super contested. You might as well just take the, take the open shot. Yeah. Smart play. He knew it was It going goes in. in with about a half a second left. Clock runs out. The people run on the court. We have to get everyone off the court. They put .6 seconds left on the clock. It doesn't matter. They don't get anything. Yeah. Man. One of the most insane sh- – <laughs> probably the most insane shot I've seen in basketball live. Yeah. At a live game. Same. Same. Yeah, the other team hit that three, and I really I just didn't laid, know how to react. I laid down on the floor, and I was just defeated. I, I fell down. Like on they the floor really, as well. they really let them tie this game. I'm laying on the floor. I'm just, my head's tilted up a little bit, just kind of looking, just like maybe, maybe something will happen here. Maybe we'll get fouled. Something foolish will happen. Kyle comes, lobs the ball up. I'm looking straight up in the air above me because I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor. I'm not like laying in the bleachers. I'm just out of bounds <laughs> yeah. uh, in the, the corner. I'm looking up, and the ball comes down, and it goes in. And I'm laying on the floor, and I launch myself off the floor, and I bang my elbow so hard that there's still a bruise there. It's like <laughs> it's like brown on the outside, and it's like red on the inside. It's really disgusting looking. So that really hurt. It didn't hurt till after. My adrenaline was really pumping. Mm-hmm. Jumped around, shoving some people, a lot of yelling going on. And, yeah, I was uh, – I was riding that that energy for a good couple hours after that. Yeah, it was hard to. It was, I just needed to move around after that. Like yeah. I couldn't sit down. Yeah, and then uh, once I did calm down, I took a little nap, and that was good, much needed. Good job, especially after driving. And then that. Yeah. What a roller coaster that day was. That was quite a time. Oh. Yeah. So we also have the uh, college football awards happening right now, and Joe Burrow is just taking all of them. Yeah. Well, he deserves all of them. Nobody else really needs any awards. No. He's obviously going to win the Heisman. So every award tonight with him in it, it's like, oh, wow. Winner's winning that one. Yeah. The Davey O'Brien, best quarterback. Who's winning that one? <laughs> wow. Oh, too, Joe Burrow again. Best defender, Joe Burrow. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Best ki- best punter, <laughs> Joe Burrow. Wow. Be amazing. Um, yeah, his pooch punts. Speaking of Joe Burrow, he's not even on the Bengals yet, and the Patriots already feel the need to cheat to beat him. <laughs> Man, the Patriots just—that was some—that was really something to hear this they, week. They just can't help themselves. I don't know what the deal is. You think eventually you just stop? You like, would think. Yeah, people just—they they call us a couple times. Like, 
Let's just stop doing this. We win the games anyway. We don't really need to. Let's just chill out. Win the games. We can brag about winning games without cheating. And then you go and do this. And the worst part is it's against the Bengals. The literal worst team in the NFL. Like, if you're going to cheat, you do it when you play a good team and then hope you don't get caught till after you win the game. Yeah, so the story, their story is that they were just they were filming a documentary about a scout, mm-hmm. and for some reason that documentary includes eight minutes of filming the Bengals sideline. Yeah, and it just so happens that one of the excuses in the first Spygate episode was, "Oh yeah, if someone asks you anything, say that you're you're filming a documentary." <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, that adds up. Apparently they've been it's they've probably been doing this all year. Oh, probably, and they just haven't gotten caught. It sure hasn't helped the last few weeks. All right, well, there yeah, were what two game losing streak for yeah. the Patriots. Finally started playing real teams. Yeah, see what happens. You get you get some division leaders in there against the Patriots. Yes, instead of the AFC East, and all of a sudden they can't win. All right, got, their, they their got losses are all to division they got leaders. handled by the Ravens. They got handled by the Texans, right. and they made a, tried to make a comeback this Sunday against the Chiefs. It didn't quite happen. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Chiefs pa- game was, was at home, so they kind of had a little, little something going for them. They have no offense. Yeah. Like, their offensive line, I don't think it's at 100%, or at least it wasn't earlier in the year. I don't think it's gotten back there yet. No, running backs but aren't producing... That's Sony Michelle has been awful. They have no wide receivers. No, they have Edelman. Edelman's that's the, it. Edelman's the go-to, and you just double him. Sanu hasn't helped them out. Sanu's been he terrible. traded a second-round pick for him. He hasn't done anything. Falcons fans are having a good old time watching that. Tom Brady is washed up. Yeah, Brady's not good. We were just talking about this a little earlier with our friend Nick that's made an appearance on the show. He said Tom Brady's going to flip the switch. I don't know if he has the switch anymore. No. I said what I said was if he had the switch to turn on, you would have thought he would have turned it on against the good teams. the Ravens, the Texans, and the Chiefs, so they could keep the one seed and have the playoffs go through New England. Right, because they need. I don't, th- they need I don't the think he has the switch anymore. He's like he's forty two years old, so right. it's, Man, it's him understandable. And, him and both the same year, really getting washed. Have uh, Vinatieri and Brady, Ugh, classic dude, going downhill in the same year. You hate to see it's it. It's poetic. You hate to see it. I like I like Vinatieri. Also, the Patriots have like gone through so many kickers. Oh like, man, Goskowski got hurt, and I think he. I want to say he's done for the year. Pretty sure. He. I'm pretty sure he was stinking it up a little bit to begin, when he was still healthy too. And he was yeah. missing a few more kicks than usual at least. But it could have been that. Could have been the injury. It could have starting. Been. It could have been. And they got so, Nick Folk, and then he had. They've gone his to appendix what? taken out, so they had Kai Forbath for a game, and that was not good at all. So that that didn't help. Who are they? I don't even know who they're on now. I think they you know, they got rid of Kai Forbath. Yeah, it's hard I think to, they're back. To, to I think they're back to Nick Folk. I think he's back. I guess on the they'll team. figure it out eventually. I guess I don't know what you do. You need to figure out that offense. Yeah, the offense is not anyone that anyone that has to score points. You got to figure that out. You got to figure out some players that can score points for the Patriots. There's not their many defense there. is really good. The offense is not. Yeah, even their defense, man. James White is still a good guy out of the backfield, but they don't use him. They haven't been using him as much. I know that James White wheel route always open. Yeah, go to that every single play. But even then, it's still just James White and Edelman. Yeah, it's all they got. Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett is solid, but if he's what your number three, right, right, and they lost Gronk in the off season, and that's big for Brady. Even though Gronk was starting to be not as dominant he's still Gronk- Gronkowski and mm-hmm. he can make stupid catches when you need it and Brady doesn't have that now Edelman's kind of the go-to and if he's covered that's kind of Antonio Brown's been back talking on Twitter this week Antonio Brown he's not doing himself any favors in he terms made of trying some, to get signed back by the Patriots he had some apology he put up on like Instagram or something that looks super scripted but then and he went back and then he, and then he went, went right back, back to, to being like posting his weird memes Right, and after he posted that, I thought maybe someone's going to sign him now. And that's like all ball big ploy. They talked about the last couple of weeks. I've been like, when are the, when are the Patriots going to re-sign him? But now he's just being stupid. They kind of need to, but I mean, he's he's not doing himself I any favors. I just can't imagine it. Yeah, I, it's hard to see at this point, especially it's this like, late in the season. 
Yeah. Like, I, there's there's definitely a cutoff when it comes to, like, who can be on your playoff roster. There, there's a cutoff date mm-hmm. for that, for sure. And, like, Josh Gordon was there. They that, just traded. We never really got an answer as to why they traded Josh yeah, Gordon. They just got rid of him. The Seahawks haven't seemingly had an issue with him so far. I don't think he's been incredibly productive for them. No, I haven't heard much but, out of him. But they do run the ball a lot. And Russell Wilson spreads the ball around. Huh. Yeah, the Patriots stink. Speaking of Russell Wilson, he stinks. Lost. He lost the MVP. It's all. It's Lamar wrapped up unless he throws five picks against the Jets tonight. Lamar or uh, Russell. Then. Yeah, Russell Wilson had one interception, no touchdowns against the Rams, and they they just couldn't get anything on the Rams defense. No, the Rams, man, they were. I don't know was, what's uh, going on with the Rams, but the Rams are suddenly come alive. They realize they switched around their offensive line a little bit. Yeah, and you know because of injuries, and it's kind of picked. It's whatever they've done. It's helped. It's helped. McVeigh realized that like. Jared Goff, genius. Jared Goff is an awful quarterback if he doesn't have a really good offensive line. If he has pressure, he crumbles. Yeah. So I mean, it's Todd Early. I don't know. Still don't know what's going on with him. Apparently, he's going to get more touches now late in the season. They, have, which they don't have a choice. They don't really. Talk, man. So the Rams are still in the playoff hunt, even though after the Ravens trounced them on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago. Yeah. And the record's not bad either. No. It's just the NFC's tough. you got to be really good in the NFC. Yeah, I think both of the wild card teams right now are sitting at 8, uh, maybe 9-3. and three. I think you're right. I know the Ravens are 11-2, and two, so that that's 13 games. I have to check. Yeah. Because what are the Rams? They're like 8-5? and five? I think so. Yeah, pretty Pull sure they're 5 Which in the, <laughs> the first thing that comes up is the, the NFC East, which is oh, that's amazing. Lord, we can talk about that in a second. But let me let me find the other. I mean, one of those teams winning a playoff game. I'm telling you right now, that's how it always works. Certainly hosting a playoff game. Yes. Yeah, the Seahawks are the five seed at ten and three, and the Vikings are the six seed at nine and four. Hmm. And the Rams are eight and five, so they're a game out. Good for the Rams. Hmm. Huh. And then you have the Eagles and the Cowboys sitting both at six and seven, after the Eagles had to mount a comeback to beat Eli Manning on Monday night. There's no telling who's going to win that. Neither of these teams are good. They play next week, next Sunday. I want to say. Mm. I'm not going to want to watch that game. Definitely. But the winner of that game is probably making the playoffs. Big playoff implications there. And they they can't even. They get to play Washington. And the Giants, four games a year. Those are all those teams wins. have five combined wins. Yeah, they can't. And they're still under five hundred in Wait, week fourteen. I'm pretty sure the Cowboys are undefeated in their division. They and might be, the, and then the rest of their games is just terrible. Yeah, we talked about the Cowboys a lot last week, but it's just to make sure. Man, we talked about a lot last week. We talked about Mike Wallace for several minutes. I feel like. You talked about Mike Wallace for several minutes, for sure. Man, it's a collective show. <laughs> uh, yeah, beat the Giants. Beat the, they've beaten their, the Eagles in their one game, and they certainly haven't lost to the other teams in the division. <laughs> they lost to the Bears, the Bills, the Patriots, three in a row. Lost to the Vikings. Lost to the Jets. Yeah, that was a funny game. Lost to the Packers, lost to the Saints. The Jets handled them, too. Yeah, they were the Cowboys had to come back in that yeah, game to make yeah, it the close. The score won't reflect it, but the Jets. I think the I think the Cowboys didn't miss a field goal at the end of the game, to that would have won it for them by one. But they were down like twenty four to seven, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that was funny early on watching that. Yeah, Sam it was Donald. it was twenty one to six at halftime. Sam Darnold was just going crazy. Yeah, what did he have? What did he end the game with? Three hundred and thirty-eight yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Twenty-three of thirty-two from the uh, on completions. Right. Pretty good. Oh man, the Jets, man. I don't know where to start with the Jets. It's just all bad. They're like they're like the Diet Browns this year, where people thought they were going to be decent and they were just a complete mess. Oh yeah. Because like you look at their pieces, like there's there's something here. There's something to work with, and it's it's just been, 
I mean, obviously Darnold was out a few games, but it's still, mm-hmm. even with him there, it wouldn't have made that much of a difference. Just awful to watch. Got the new uniforms and everything. You think, hey, something's changing here. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, he can play football. But when he's your only good offensive player, really. Defense just keys in on him. Right. Doesn't have, doesn't have Antonio Brown on one side and, and Juju, Juju on the other. And, and a, a quarterback, great offensive line. A great off, the best, probably the top three offensive and line. And a quarterback who's going to make the Hall of Fame. And a quarterback who can get it to the receivers that are good. It's like, not that he can't play. Le'Veon can play. But right. like, he can't do it by himself. No running back can do it by themselves. That's why running backs are a dime a dozen, really. Because you can yeah. plug a lot of them in wherever, and it's just pretty much... Pretty much the same. Some are a little faster. Some are a little stronger. It's just, yeah, just the way it is. And the punishment that position takes. It's like, who wants to really invest in one? Yeah, obviously not the current Jets front office. <laughs> no, man, Le'Veon might be one and done in New York. He might be traded. It might be a big trade in the off season. Speaking of uh, New York, Janoris Jenkins has had a wild week. <laughs> I was telling you earlier uh, this week about how. He used to have these flagrant comments, and then he got talked to by a coach or the coaches. Yeah. And all of a sudden, his his responses became, you know what? Everything we do is good. <laughs> but this week, he supposedly wasn't playing or wasn't practicing with an ankle injury. But the reason we say that is because he was tweeting at fans, called one of them uh, the R word, Interesting. During practice, and uh, so then you know had to say, people had to run over and say, "Oh yeah, uh, he ankle injury." <laughs> just, just to make that's why that's why he's tweeting during practice. Oh my goodness! Which he shouldn't be. Do- he, uh, they said he shouldn't be doing anyway. No, definitely not. No. So that the Giants are a mess. Pat Shermer's going to be gone. Absolutely. I'm surprised. Uh, half of that yet. half of that half of that division is gonna be looking for new coaches. Right. Speaking and one of those new coaches, not in New York, the team that's already fired their coach. Yeah. It's been fired for a while. Washington. There's some rumors that David Shaw, head coach of Stanford, may be uh, on the short list. Right. And if David Shaw is smart, he needs to get out of Stanford while he can because Stanford <laughs> is on a decline. They might not want him now. Stanford. They probably shouldn't want they him. They probably want him out. Right. That's what, well, yeah. Stanford may not wa- maybe shouldn't want him. Washington probably shouldn't want him. But, man, that might be the direction they go. And I use this as a segue to talk about all of the coaching changes that have happened this this week. Man, uh, rest in peace, Ron Rivera. That was surprising. yeah. We didn't talk about that. That happened before our before last Thursday. But no, that was, that was so. I don't that's know just where. a long time. That's way way overdue. He has not been like putting Cam Newton in a position for success. True, s- definitely since they got to the Super Bowl. But even that Super Bowl year, it was like, man, Cam is just carrying this offense. Really was. Yeah, the Panthers have never had – I feel like they've never had great talent around Cam his whole career. Like, who's the best player he's played with? Steve Smith. On offense, <laughs> Steve Smith, I guess. Steve Smith, right before – Christian he, McCaffrey now. McCaffrey, yeah. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's in his, what, second or third year? Yeah, so – He didn't have him I mean, when those he made aren't, the Super Bowl. Those aren't – I don't think of those players as superstars. No. He hasn't had, like, a Le'Veon Bell type – or even like, they're, they've had some good lines. Ted Ginn, Devin Funches, De- no, Jonathan Stewart at running back, D'Angelo Williams, I guess. Stewart and Williams was a good duo, but that was solid. But still, re- receiver wise, especially yeah, Kelvin nothing. Benjamin. Oh, oof, gross, disgusting. But when it comes to the co- the college has just been, whoo, there's a lot happening. So. I, I'm just gonna give a rundown of what I'm. We can take it from some direction. <laughs> Find something interesting. Definitely, we're gonna one of these one of these first two, especially. Um, there's no way we're not gonna talk about Ole, Ole Miss hiring Lane Kiffin. Yeah, that from, was the best one. 
I was excited. From, from FAU to Ole Miss. So He's Lane, back, man. Lane Kiffin is such a perfect fit culturally <laughs> for Ole Miss football. Man, Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. That's going to be something to behold. Yeah. And I'll just run this down real quick. Mike Norvell from Memphis is now the head coach at Florida State. Mizzou hired Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach from App State. Really, really good season this year. But, I mean, he it was only his first year as head coach. Hmm. Uh, he was offensive coordinator at NC State when they had Ryan Finley, uh, yeah. who was starting for the Bengals the last couple weeks before they yeah. benched him back <laughs> for Andy Dalton. Rebenched him. He got rebenched. Uh, Arkansas. I don't know what in the world Arkansas is doing, but they hired Georgia's offensive line coach <laughs> Sam Pittman as their new head coach. Now, when you watch, if you if you like see videos. Sam Pittman may be the most Arkansas man alive. Get so it. they're just going with the Ed or- the Ed Orgeron. Just find strategy. someone who fits the culture and just they're ride going. With they it. saw they see Ed Orgeron, who's the most Louisiana man to ever live. Yes, but there's a story they- that came out this week. Or uh, Joe Burrow talked about how on his recruiting visit to LSU, or when he was transferring from Ohio State, or maybe before, maybe when he was still, but before he got to Ohio State, perhaps uh, they went to this restaurant. And wherever they were, they didn't have crawfish. So Ed Orgeron had the restaurant staff, manager, whoever, go out and buy 15 pounds of crawfish <laughs> and have them cook it all for them to eat. Imagine. That's insane. There has never been a better fit between a coach and a team, between Ed Orgeron and LSU. Right. Tremendous. That's why the, they're in the playoffs. Why they're number one. But the thing is, that Ed, Ed Orgeron can coach. You know, does Arkansas realize that even though it's a culture thing, they also need someone who can coach. They need someone that can. Re- Ed Orgeron can recruit. Yes, that's been that's basically been his thing when he was like, uh, you know, when he, you know, his first few years here at LSU and USC, Ole Miss before when he was interim coach wherever. He can recruit. Yeah. And you can tell when you just hear him talk that he's like this fun fun guy to be. He seems like it's really fun well, to have Coach to me, O play, as your I'd coach. I'd play for him. Guy seems awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd pick him over Nick Saban or Kirby Smart. Nick Saban seems like death to be, have as your coach. Right. Like to have as your coach and imagine him recruiting you. Like that guy is, there's nothing to him. He's just kind of like. There's no real personality. No, I don't think he he's charming at all. There's no enthusiasm when he speaks. Maybe he turns something on when he's recruiting and like visiting these guys. But like, I saw the other day that there's some they filmed some someone filmed some conversation maybe ESPN between Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. I saw. I'm interested in it, but at the same time, good lord, I saw. You want to talk about two guys that don't seem that seem like a bad time at parties? They win. It's like. The unhappiness in their faces with the amount of success they have is insane to me. There was a funny clip I saw of them talking. Um, it was basically like an anti-analytics thing where um, Belichick was talking about on the plane after a loss, all his guys were on their computers and they were um, like looking through all the stats and all this stuff. And Bill Belichick gets on the plane and he says, guys... Quit, quit looking at the numbers. We lost because we can't tackle. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the most football coach thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Ignore the numbers. We can't tackle. Which, you know, not a terrible not point to make. But don't ignore the numbers just because you know what is the problem. Yeah. And it's like, guys like that, and someone said, oh, it's a power move. He's going to get people to fire their analytics department because he's, he said that. And then he's going to hire them all. It's like, Bill Belichick's not that smart. Come on. Yeah. Lane Kiffin also seems like very much a lot of fun to have as your coach. Right. Especially just read his Twitter account. Just, yeah, just a good Twitter follow. Yeah. If anything. Yeah. Uh, Willie Taggart is taking Lane Kiffin's spa- uh, spot <laughs> in, at FAU. Just shuffle him around down the there. man won't leave the state of Florida. He won't. He went from Western Kentucky to USF, Oregon for a year, <laughs> then uh, Florida State, and now FAU. Right. From So he coached in... Coached in Tampa, coached in Tallahassee. Now he's coaching in Boca Raton. He's Florida man. Three, three pretty different parts of Florida. Yeah. And then we've got 
U.S. Speaking of USF, they hired uh, Clemson's co-offensive coordinator Jeff Scott as their new head coach, <laughs> and another offensive coordinator getting head coaching job. UNLV got Oregon's offensive coordinator Mark Arroyo. UNLV can be an interesting team, even though they're in the Mountain West and bad. They're playing in an NFL stadium, like starting. I want to say next year. Really, they're going to play in the Raiders Stadium. Oh man, and they're in Las Vegas. Huh. So that. Ki- that can be a spot where you're like a sleeping giant. Yeah. And you can recruit guys. Right. Because you say, you know, I mean, just think about it. If they put money into their, you know, facilities, they're going to be playing in an NFL stadium. A brand new NFL stadium. In Las Vegas. This isn't like uh, That's Sandy. a pretty, that's, I mean, in the Mountain West where there's not like. Yeah, there's not a lot around. It's not a you. huge amount of competition. There's not too much. You've got Boise. Air Force was really good this year. Right. And it's not like when a San Diego State was playing at Qualcomm and it's just a, a huge dump. Qualcomm was awful. This is yeah. like a new stadium. It's it'd a be, new NFL stadium. It'd be like if a team in Texas was like, yeah, you want to play at like AT&T every week. Right. It's the same deal. Because it's going to be it's going to be that type of stadium. These new stadiums are all like Cowboys. used to be Cowboys Stadium. Then they uh, mm-hmm. got branding. But like the new one in Los Angeles coming is going to be crazy. Like, the concept art just looks like, if you said draw the future, is what it looks like. So yeah. I'm interested to see what these actually turn out, because they look insane. Yeah. There's, like, giant windows and, like, all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> definitely, you'll get some players. People love that stuff. Yeah. I think the last move was uh, Boston College, after they fired Steve Adazio. Steve Adazio took over at Colorado State. Hmm. So... So he'll have be some guys being dudes over over in Colorado <laughs> State now. The one rumor that has not happened, but I've I've heard it, I've heard it from the uh, I've heard it from the right source from the right sources to be like, oh man, this might be serious. Memphis now needs a new head coach with Mike Norvell going to Florida State. Candidate there. Hugh Freeze. Oh, yeah. Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze. Let's do it. Uh, Lamar Jackson just tied Michael Vick's record for rushing yards in the season, by the way. He's probably going to go over this drive. Yeah, you would think. Assuming they don't just score on a big chunk play. Yeah. They are. They've been passing passing a good bit on this drive, on first drive here. Very easy. It's actually been pretty pretty balanced from what I've been looking at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mike Norvell. He's another guy where it's been like only a couple years at Memphis, but Memphis has been really good while he's been there. Same with Eli Drinkwitz, where he's only had one year at App State, but they they went twelve and one. Hmm. So those two, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Willie Taggart, Willie Taggart, and Mike Norvell were kind of similar hires in a way, in terms of like you know. He's at these smaller schools for only a couple years, and then they can't. And you know, then they get this big job. I thought Willie Taggart was going to work out at Florida State. It did not. No, because everywhere else Willie Taggart was a coach, they got better. Yeah, now you can now some. I I think people more knowledgeable than me might say Jeff Brom was the reason that uh, Western Kentucky was good. And he came in and just took over the players he got and just kind of continued the trend. But when he went to USF, they went from, like, two wins to ten wins. Hmm. Something crazy like that in only, like, three years. And there's Lamar. Oh, he got hit. He got hit. He got right back up. Man. He just broke broke the record there. Yeah, man, they got those bounties on him tonight. As long as he doesn't get some negative yardage, he's – he – just broke Michael Vick's record, most rushing yards in the season by a quarterback. Man, there it is. Yeah, he gets the ball so deep on the fake handoff. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how they don't fumble it every time. Yeah, a fellow Raven Ravens fan, uh, uh, David Kang, has said that he has talked about how re- just really good as a ball handler he is. So you don't really think about ball handling in football. Right, Kyrie out there, but like ha- with like handles and whatnot, but. He's really good at these ball fakes, and it's that's a touchdown by Mark Ingram, and it's not it's not because of what that 49ers announcer said. Oh man, good lo- oh, that boy. was rough. <laughs> Yikes! Imagine thinking that and then saying it out loud on, on, on the radio. On the radio, man, I would nobody. You should be saying just saying that yeah to yourself. He's just saying. 
just saying, yeah, he's black, and the, the ball is also dark, so and the uniforms are dark, so you can't see him. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool, dude. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> Genius. You figured it out. <laughs> he's like, wait, I, found, I figured I got it, guys. Give that man a defensive coordinator job somewhere. Yeah. Good Lord. College football, though. <laughs> uh, we did get the playoffs announced this week and all the rest of the bowl games. So, as you mentioned, uh, the winner winner of every award, Joe Burrow. So, this the college football playoff semifinals are happen- happening on de- December 28th, by the yes. way. So I guess they instead gave up, of new, they, they yeah, gave up on the New Year's. Gave up on the new. Well, the thing was good when they were New Year's Day. It was it was fine. New Year's Eve. When though, they were New Year's like, Eve, nobody's watching these games. No, like you lose. You get the sports fans, obviously, but you lose all your general audience because yeah. people are people have parties. It's New Year's Eve. You see. maybe have the game on at a party. Yes, but, but even, even then, then it's like it? it's just even the then it's like that brings your ratings down because that's one TV. One TV, exactly. We have twenty some twenty people watching just one TV. However many people watching one TV, and they weren't even on like at like twelve. And four, or like no, one and four. it was like it was five and eight. Five, it'd be one and eight, and the game would not end. The second like, game would be over at like eleven, right? It's like that's at that the, point, people were watching parties peaking. Uh, man, Ryan Seacrest, Ryan Seacrest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm picking football over Ryan Seacrest? Never. I, I would pick football <laughs> in, in, in any situation. <laughs> I don't care if it's October. <laughs> if American Idol's on, I'm flipping over. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I don't know the times yet for these games, but the Fiesta Bowl is going to be LSU and Oklahoma. I do like that they just keep the bowl games. Like they don't have like new bowl games for the semifinals. Yeah. They're just like they just rotate the New Year's Six games. Yeah. And, and it they does, it put does the number kinda, one team in the, the 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 closer venue. And it does stink sometimes. Like it makes the sometimes you get a weird Rose Bowl. Cause you get you, just you get, norm, there's normally a weird Rose Bowl if there's get, a Big Ten team in, in the playoff. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, because you get these. Luckily, bowl there's games. no Pac-12 team in the playoffs, or else. Oh man, that'd uh, be rough. Boy. Yeah, because you get these these. Where did Utah end up? Top teams. I don't even know. Oh man, Utah. I, I do not know what. I don't know where Utah ended up in. They bowls. might have just forgotten about them. They might not even have I wouldn't, a bowl. I wouldn't blame them for after how they played in the <laughs> Pac-12 title game. Right. All you got to do is win, and you're in the playoff, which you're probably never going to do again. Yeah. <laughs> like, the playoff might not exist next time. They are in enough. the Alamo Bowl. Oh, man. Against. What a drop-off. That is, yikes. It doesn't matter who they play. They're losing. That they team's might. not going to I want to say play. Oklahoma State. Texas. Oh, Utah man. and Texas. They're getting an angry Texas team. Oh, Lord. It's a Utah team who probably, there's no way they care. They're probably so done. Like the Gotta Pac, be. The Pac-12 championship was a playoff game, basically, and they lost. Yeah. And now it's, everyone's just, they're going to tune out. It'll be yeah. a month after a soul-crushing loss yeah. where you got dominated. Utah, get out of here. Yeah, Oregon did make the Rose Bowl, and they're playing Wisconsin. That'll be fun. It'll be about fourteen to ten. Yeah, that's a classic Rose Bowl right there. Oregon, that'll be Wisconsin. that'll be Justin Herbert's chance to put out some good game game tape for the draft. Man, Michael Vick's on TV. He's probably saying he's probably saying congratulations Hello. to Lamar Jackson. This is pre recorded message from quarterback Michael Vick. <laughs> congratulations! I would like to, to I would like to Lamar congr- Jackson. <laughs> that's that's what I was about to make that same joke. Congratulations <laughs> to Lamar Jackson <laughs> on. Breaking record. It would have been funnier <laughs> if the clip was recorded like in like 2008. <laughs> I just want to congratulate Tom Brady on wi- on doing the winning MVP. <laughs> <laughs> it's like recorded while he was in prison. <laughs> he has the jumpsuit on and everything. <laughs> like, hey man, you might not play again. So yeah, like, man. So I just want to break con- this record. Hey, Vince, Young, wanna- Vince Young's coming out of college. We might we, we might need to use this sometime. Like, I want to congratulate the Atlanta Falcons on going five and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> man, shout out to Mike Vick. Uh, <laughs> he served his time. Continue. <laughs> yeah, man, he's with the Steelers for like a whole year. LSU, Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is 
if you want to go off of one half of the Ole Miss game where Ole Miss was just running the ball all over LSU, you could say, oh, Oklahoma might give LSU some problems. They run kind of the same rushing attack. LSU kind of figured it out. Yeah. I think I think they'll be good, especially with, what, three weeks to prepare for it? LSU's always going to figure Dave it Aran- out. Dave Aranda is one of the better defensive coordinators in college football. He'll, be, he'll figure it out. He, he's good. I think LSU is going to pull it out. And Oklahoma's not exactly a defensive juggernaut. I don't think Oklahoma's that good. No, not really. They're not what they Jalen Hurts isn't isn't as good as Kyler or Baker. He can't pass it like those guys. He can run it. Oh, they can run all day. They do the it's they like do what, like the power run stuff. It's like, with, what, it's with like what Gundy said. Like they're basically a triple option team, which not exactly, but I mean, in terms of run versus pass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. That's about it. So I don't think LSU. I think LSU is going to put up a lot of points on Oklahoma. Absolutely. And I don't think I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to keep up. No. no. That's the interesting game. game to me. They're going to have to open that game with like an eight minute drive for a touchdown. Right. <laughs> the interesting game to everyone. The Peach Bowl. This might just be the national championship game. Because I don't know if L- LSU is not going to be favored against either of these teams. Yeah. O- Ohio State and Clemson. That was the whole thing with the conference title weekend. It's like you better have a good game because you want to be number one so that right. you don't have to face Clemson. Right. I think because people have been sleeping on Clemson because they haven't beaten anybody. But, like, they haven't had the chance to beat anybody. Yeah. So it's kind like of they hard annihilated to Virginia in the ACC title game, right? Like Clemson is like still they've been beating. Like there was a while, like the first four, you know, first few weeks of ACC action, where the, you know they almost lost to North Carolina, right? Which they do so, anyway, even yeah. when they're like they have the like they championship. Dabo talks about that where he's like, yeah, I mean, we build up, we build ourselves up so that we're at our peak when the playoffs hit, right? So. People are going to sleep on Clemson for this game, I think. Now, I don't know if they win because Ohio State's Ohio crazy. State's really good. We'll have to see if Justin Justin Fields is 100% because he got a little shaken up against Michigan. He did, but, man, when he came back, and still looked I pretty good. He, <laughs> right. right. For a touchdown, like the first play back. Yeah. But, oh, there goes oh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. <laughs> just sad Sam Darnold. Just doing – just chucking the ball even as he's getting sacked. Yeah. Man. Poor guy. Orange County Blake Bortles. <laughs> so, that yeah, I think it's going to be between, like, I think Clemson has the better offense. Ohio State has the better defense. Mm. Uh, both teams are really good on both sides of the ball. It Obviously, Ohio State has the best defender in the country on its team, Chase Young. It should be better than that game they played a couple years ago where Clemson just stomped them. Yeah. Chase Young, they you know, even though... Oh, good Lord. The Jets were not anywhere close to making that field goal. <laughs> I couldn't even see the ball. Sam Ficken. Nice try. I mean, you tried your best. Man. Uh, but, you know, Chase Young did get invited to the Heisman ceremony, even though it's, you know, Joe Burrow's got it locked up. They invited Justin, was it Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts and Chase Young, I believe? Yes. Two Ohio State players. Yes. So that's, I mean, that's part of the reason we're talking about Ohio State as the best team in the country. Like, right. They had a quarterback. And a defensive end invited to the Heisman ceremony, and we were talk. And there was talk in the middle of the season, like, should the defensive end win the Heisman? Because mm. he finished the year with like seventeen sacks. Yeah, it's hard from that position. Yeah, even if you're For, especially dominant. at Ohio State, when the last few years, even just last year, they had Nick Bosa, the and Bosa's. a couple years before that, they had Joey Bosa, and we're talking about Ohio State. We're talking about Chase Young as the best pass rusher to come out of Ohio State in recent years. Yeah. Like, if he is better than both of the Boses, he's going to be one of the elite pass rushers in the NFL. Because Nick Bosa, as a rookie, is already, like, there was talk about him as Defensive Player of the Year in the middle right. of the season. When he had that one game against the Panthers, I think he had returned, got a touchdown, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe forced a fumble that turned into a touchdown. Or I think it might have even been an interception. He, he, he might have got it at the line, but yeah, I can't remember. But I, I remember, I remember there was one the ball pops up in the air and he grabs it. Yeah, of. so he had that in that Panthers game where they just embarrassed the Panthers when we still thought they were good <laughs> with Kyle Allen. Good old Kyle Allen. So we were already talking about Nick Bosa as the best, maybe the best player, defensive player in the NFL this year at times, and we're already saying, yeah, Ohio State's got a better guy than that, right? Going in the NFL. There's going to be the debate between Joe Burrow and Chase Young for number one pick in the draft. 
I they think if you just being whatever that team needs, that's that's what I was going to say. It's going to come down to if the Bengals have it, they're going to take Joe Burrow. Yeah, because they they are not obviously not going to stick with Andy Dalton or ride out Ryan Finley. Right, but if like Washington ended up with it, I think they would take Chase Young. Yes, and that would be the right move because they just drafted Haskins. And I think the Giants, if they have the number one pick, which I think that's what it would be right now. Because I think Washington has three wins and Giants right, have two. Right, Giants sleeper pick. The Giants could take Chase Young. Yeah, that'd be because they have Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones has looked pretty good this year, especially right. for a rookie at least. Yeah, and for what he has around him, he got a running back at least. Yeah, they've One got they've got ones. a solid. They don't have any wide receivers anymore because they traded they traded theirs to the to the Browns. Yeah, which that's working. Uh, out. That's that's yeah, that's really worked out. <laughs> man, for, Odell's been terrible that's lately. Working out for both sides, really. When yeah, Ode- when man, Odell has had like like sixty yards combined in his last two games. Not great. He's not producing. People think he's hurt. I heard saw some report he's playing through something, but I think that fi- that field goal did get blocked. It was by the, tipped by the, at the line. Yes, it was blocked by <laughs> blocked by the fullback slash defensive tackle for the Ravens, man. Patrick Ricard. Man does everything. Which man, man, his one arms, of the thi- one of the <laughs> his arms or legs. It's crazy. Yeah, one of the classic classic tweet from uh, Patrick Ricard that. Just, just you're gonna have to Google it because I definitely can't say it oh, on man. the radio and wouldn't say, wouldn't say it off the radio either because of a certain word that is in it. Uh, uh, I'm not even gonna try to like say half of it. Let's just really? say that he said a word that people of our complexion can't say. Oh wow! And it, it's just hilarious how he fra- how he framed it, how he how he phrased it. Because he quote he basically put a quote of himself. There's a lot of tweets. Oh Lord. There's like pages of them. He said like quote he put it in he put what he said in quotes. And he said like quote from me. <laughs> and it was like Interesting. Man, I was spinning like a something, you know, man. something at the disco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how I'd I don't even know how I'd phrase that. Me. With an exclamation point. <laughs> With the exclamation point. Me. I said that. <laughs> me. From Who uh, said this quote? Me. <laughs> July 2011 at 10.17 p.m. D- delete your tweets, folks. Got a High schoolers, college people out there, d- delete your tweets. Delete everything. <laughs> when you get out of college. No ma- I don't care if you haven't said, if you don't think you've said anything. Delete he, your he tweets. Offered a, he offered his sincerest apologies. And okay. made, he wanted to make it known that these comments certainly do not reflect his true feelings, beliefs, or values. Oh Lord, there goes Lamar. <laughs> Runs straight out of bounds. Yeah, he's deeply sorry. He says sorry about four times in the statement. He's he posted a statement on Twitter, and it was uh, in his notes on his iPhone. And the he classic did not crop out anything. He, you can see the time on there. He's on LTE. He's got two bars. Battery about half, half full iCloud, man. Pat Ricard, I didn't know there was such a rich history with this guy. Incredible stuff. <laughs> this is riveting. Blocking punts and being the lead blocker for Lamar. Man, if he didn't <laughs> if he didn't uh tip that ball, then uh we don't talk about this. We really don't. He's better off just letting them kick the field goal. <laughs> and let's see what Lamar does here. Throw that. That is a touchdown. Man, I can't track the ball. Yeah, Lamar, man, he slung that sidearm. Lamar's got MVP locked up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Football. Yeah, so Ohio State and Clemson, LSU, Oklahoma. Winner of those two games play on January 13th, a Monday night, in New Orleans. So if LSU wins, practically a home game. I mean, obviously Ohio State or Clemson is going to sell all of their allotted tickets. But... All the rest of them, all of the like open tickets for anyone, you're gonna get a lot of LSU fans. Yeah, LSU travels, and they barely would have to travel for this national title game. Right in the Superdome, man. That mm. oh, look, Justin Tucker just missed an extra point. Really? That's his second one this year. Interesting. Those are his only two of his career. Hmm. I mean, it's thirteen nothing in the first quarter. Hmm. Still, I wonder if that was tipped. I don't know. It didn't look. I, I mean, it looked. It didn't come. Up, it didn't spin the same way. But tipped by Pat Ricard. Unbelievable. Wow. 
blocking his own field this goals. Guys, now. all over the place. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't kick Justin Tucker. Uh, he wouldn't block Justin Tucker's. Justin Tucker's white. Uh, New Year's Six Bowl. We've got Penn State and Memphis in the Cotton Bowl. Memphis gets the G five bid. Okay. Uh, I like Memphis's it. coach will not be there. He wanted to coach the Cotton Bowl, but Florida State was like, "Hey, yeah. um, buddy, we got some recruiting to do." <laughs> also, money. <laughs> He's like, "Fair enough." Would you like money? <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. money. So I don't know how that game is going to go. Might be interesting to watch. Maybe there'll be. That's, I mm. mean, sometimes that works. I mean, I'm that's not on the, that's say. that's earlier in the day on the day of the uh, semifinal games. That's on oh, the twenty eighth. Uh, the Orange Bowl with Florida and Virginia. I'm not interested. No, Florida is going to mop the floor with them if they care. They might not. <laughs> I mean, the Orange Bowl's in Florida, so it's less travel for them. Yeah, yeah, the, the crowd will keep them from falling asleep. I don't. I guess. I mean, Virginia, Virginia in the Orange Bowl, so Virginia fans will probably like go out and buy the get those tickets. Yeah. So they'll sell like there'll be some there will be some Virginia fans there, and Gainesville and Miami aren't exactly super close in terms of Florida proximity, but it's still in Florida. Right. So, but that doesn't sound like an interesting game to watch. And we talked about the Rose Bowl, Oregon and Wisconsin. And then the Sugar Bowl, Baylor and Georgia. I don't care about that. No, I'll watch it. Maybe. I I don't mind watching either of those teams. I don't I just don't care about it. Yeah. Like if Baylor yeah, if I mean I'm not going to go out of my way, but anyway, I'll probably be home I'll If it's it on. one if there's no other games won at this time, maybe. This will be my, I mean, that'll be my top priority if it, whatever other games on. Because yeah. they don't stack these games up usually. No, sometimes it's usually like a, the smaller bowls where there'll be a two one at a time. Yeah, sometimes on um, like New Year's you'll get like a game on like ABC and ESPN and they're both pretty good. Yeah. I feel like the Outback Bowl is always up against something. Buddy, the Outback Bowl might be the most entertaining bowl game this year. It is. Outside of the New York, outside of the playoffs at least. Uh, I did write down my my list of my good bowl games, and I'll go just in order of date. So the first ones, first ones first. Uh, I've got I've got three from the first Saturday, uh, next Saturday, to, in fact, no, the twenty first. We got the Boca Raton Bowl, classic. SMU and FAU. Hmm. So Lane Kiffin, I assume, is not coaching that game. <laughs> He's out of there. I promise you. Yeah, his house is packed up. Definitely, he's done. <laughs> he's already he's been in Oxford. He's just for been waiting. He's just been waiting for a job like this. Yeah. That was the whole move. He's like, I'm gonna go but coach here. Those we'll are two. Win. Those are two really fun offenses, SMU and FAU. So that'll be interesting. It's in Boca Raton, which is where FAU is. So <laughs> it's probably I mean, in their stadium. That's how. That's how you sell tickets. To those games. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah, the Las Vegas Bowl on the same day, Washington and Boise State. That's solid. Hey, that's I not like bad that. for early on. Yeah. And then you've got, so that'll that'll just be like, I mean, shoot, Boise State was a top twenty-five team this year. Yeah, they lost one game. Washington is an actual football team. Washington <laughs> that got tough defense, one of the better Pac-12 teams, even mm-hmm. though they ended up losing like four games this year. And so that'll be a solid matchup. And then the New Orleans Bowl on the twenty-first, Appalachian State and UAB. That's two really, That's really good, really good G five teams. You know, they App State's not I. Again, assume not going to have Eli Drinkwitz coaching that game. No, rarely. A, rarely once they, again, yeah, rarely do they announce these and the guys stay. I want to say this. I want to. We talked about this last year when we were doing this show. I talked about how Bill Clark of UAB should should be getting a Power Five job, and it looks like this is another year where he's not going to get one unless Boston College hires him. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's still at UAB unless he just hasn't wanted to take the offers. Maybe. If he's not getting the offers, I don't understand Because well, he was there when they came back, right? I believe so. He was probably the first coach like, back. Like, this was supposed to be the year that UAB fell off because they had a bunch of seniors leave when they had their big, like, what, 11-10 win season last year? Yeah. And instead they won another nine or so games. Maybe he's just one of these rare ones who's just kind of happy with where That's he is. That's what I'm saying. That's like It's got to be that... Because, I mean, not it's every, be not getting them. Not every right? single person who's a head coach. I mean, obviously, everyone what? wants to get the big yeah. Power 5 job. But maybe not every single one is going to do that. Maybe he's just happy where he is. Yeah. Because he's clearly, like, I mean, 
I would say common. If you're into college football, you know UAB is good. Yeah. So in like, so everyone in college football making hiring decisions knows that guy's responsible for it. And I'm sure he's gotten offers, but maybe it's just not. He just needs someone to really wow him. Or maybe there's a certain job that he thinks is going to open up sometime soon. And he's just kind of waiting on it. Never know. UAB was three and nine and two and ten in the two years before he got there. When his first season there, after he was hired from Jacksonville State, they went six and six. Next year, they went eight and five. Next year, eleven and three. This yeah. year, nine and four. Man. Get this man a better job. Right. Someone pay him. Looking like Neil Brown at Troy with those numbers. That's the that's the thing. The that's the kind thing. of coaches that we're talking about. These guys at these schools like Troy and UAB. And why aren't they getting better jobs? Like, I mean, Troy Brown got one. Uh, Seth Luttrell, I think, at North Texas. North Texas kind of had a ba- uh, down year a little bit this year. Uh, their quarterback didn't quite play up to what he did the year before. But Seth Luttrell is another guy on the, the Mike Leach tree who I thought he should get a better job. He was actually in place to take the Kansas State job. But I think it might have been a... Uh, Kansas State didn't let him pick the staff or not the staff that he wanted exactly. Man. So I can't imagine not letting a head coach pick the staff. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Generally, you get a head coach and they wipe the staff and bring in all their own guys. Yeah. So, I mean, Kansas State seems to have made a good choice when they hired, you know, his name is escaping me, but uh, North Dakota State's head coach. Yeah. So, they, you know, they beat Oklahoma this year. They had a really good. They had. They were supposed to not be very good this year. Supposed to be like that rebuilding year. Year one, you know, under a new coach, but it ended up working out. He was also eleven and four in his one year as head coach as a Jacksonville State. Bill Clark was right. Jacksonville State's one of the better FCS teams. So that's one guy that I don't understand why he's not getting a job, a better job yet. The second year in a row where it's been kind of like, yeah, he didn't really <laughs> wasn't in talks. Maybe he doesn't want it. So if I go to the next Friday, the 27th, we got the Holiday Bowl, USC and Iowa. Not bad. USC's Iowa got should. their offense. Iowa's got that I, an Iowa defense. That seems like an Iowa win for me. It does seem like an Iowa win, but Graham Harrell at offensive coordinator for USC. You do have time to draw something up. What's to say? That. Graham Harrell's another one that's about to get a, a big a, 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 a head coaching job. Yeah, bowl games, man, I can't wait to have Neil Brown coaching bowl games because, man, these Absolutely. good coaches thrive in these games. You give them all that time to prepare for one team, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Dana Holgerson, not the best at it. The Cheez-It Bowl on the same day. Yes, that this is the national championship. So last year's Cheez-It Bowl was maybe the most grotesque, beautiful, just stunning garbage fire of a game amazing between cal and tcu how many interceptions at least five i thought it was like eight i think one quarterback had five ridiculous let's let's dive into that (laughs) now i'm interested we do have two minutes left oh wow so (laughs) all right we what's what's a but yeah we'll we'll keep you stay tuned next month (laughs) (laughs) when we talk about the 2018 cheese uh but no this year this year it's wazoo and air force you want to talk about styles making fights oh yeah man air force air raid versus the air force triple (laughs) option right and they're like they're like the air raid the the air raid troops basically you think that the they pass the game. They pass the ball like nine and a half times a game. I know. Uh, for a for a triple for a you, air, you think of academy, it's right? Pretty good, right? You think you think of all schools, Air Force would find something through the air, but yeah, just no. Yeah, I'm just gonna run off the rest of these. The 28th, we got like mentioned the Cotton Bowl, Penn State and Me- Memphis. New Year's Eve, Navy and Kansas State in the Liberty Bowl. That'd be a, if you like just no points. <laughs> if you like falling asleep, yeah. January first, Alabama and Michigan. That'll be a big time narrative game. It'll be hilarious. Oh, That'll man. be oh man. Just follow. You got to follow as many Alabama and Michigan fans as you know that day. Man, Harbaugh's gonna win that game, and people are gonna think he's actually good enough for Michigan. It's hilarious. Absolutely. <laughs> we talked about the Outback Bowl, Minnesota and Auburn. 
Same day. Same time. Auburn, Auburn and Alabama on at the same time. And Man. Auburn has a Auburn's probably going to win that game. That's dumb by their Alabama part. might it should. That's really dumb scheduling because those those fan bases will watch the other school to see and yeah watch them lose exactly. Man, and you got the Gator, Tennessee and Indiana in the Gator Bowl in the second Tulane and Southern Miss if you need if you need you know some extra. Right, man. What a what a rush those last two minutes were. Yeah, Cheez It Bowl got me going. Man, we got we got to remember to bring back that. We got to talk about the 2018 cheese. We'll open, man. The I need best, to like the best bowl like, game of all time. I wish I knew when the next show would be. I'd set a reminder in my phone and be yes. like, talk about this. But man, what a semester! What a year it was, 2019. What a time to be alive. Man, we'll see you people in the year 2020, which doesn't seem real. Yeah, have a nice. I want to say uh, the first. Th- we don't know. We do, are we doing this on Thursdays next semester? Who we knows? have no idea. Who knows? Who knows? We might barely get a show in, in January, to be honest, the way the schedules go. So yep. we'll see how it goes. But hopefully everyone has a nice, happy holiday season and a great new year. Yes. Um, whoever's listening, thank you. We appreciate you. We do. Uh, everyone on SoundCloud. Biff, I appreciate you. My mom said, uh, great semester. So <laughs> that will, we'll end it on that. <laughs> the Jets. Got me thinking, were you out drinking? Were you in the living room chilling, watching television?